Welcome to the Coming to New York City podcast. I'm Neil Smith, and in this episode of the podcast, we're talking about why we moved to the Upper East Side. And so in this podcast, we're going to really dig into our story of moving back to New York City and choosing the neighborhood of the Upper East Side. And if you listen listen to other podcasts, we have moved to New York City. We'd moved to Park Slope in Brooklyn. We'd moved to Dallas. And then we chose to move back to New York City. And we chose the neighborhood of the Upper East Side. Before we get into that, though, I want to make sure you're aware of a great resource that we have on our website, comingtonewyorkcity.com. Uh, you can go there. And Katie has made a great resource, Top 10 Mistakes uh, People Make When Visiting New York City. So if you're planning a visit here to the city, uh, we, we hope you'll go and download that resource. And it will be a great asset to you as you plan uh, your trip here to New York City. Uh, and so, Katie, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you very much. So we are talking about moving back to New York City and moving to the Upper East Side, but it was quite a journey of making that decision uh, after we made the decision that we were going to move back to New York City. So first, Katie, why did we not move back to Park Slope in Brooklyn after we lived there before and really loved uh, those two years in that neighborhood? Yeah, so when we decided to move back, we kind of had this blank slate again. It was like, all right, there's New York City, there's five boroughs. We could choose any of them, essentially. And I love adventure, and I felt like Brooklyn, we had a really good grasp of it. We felt comfortable with it, um, and a lot of people expected us to go back there because we did love it so much. But if we were going to go back, I felt like, let's go for it. Um, And Manhattan is really where a lot of the action is. And so while we weren't ready for it the first time we moved, Brooklyn was a great warm-up for us. And then the second time, we were like, okay, we could do Brooklyn. We can take on Manhattan. Like we can, we can do this. We got this. Yeah. So we, we wanted to be in the middle of the action. And, and I think a lot of people don't realize, and, and we've talked about it in past episodes, how big Brooklyn is. So we said we were in Brooklyn. Uh, Park Slope is a really unique neighborhood, even within Brooklyn. Uh, somebody, one of a tour guide once told us that Brooklyn is actually, if you were to break Brooklyn out as its own city, it would be the second largest city in the United States. So Brooklyn as a borough by itself would be larger than Los Angeles or Chicago or several other large cities in the country. And so Brooklyn in itself is a huge city within obviously a huge city here in New York City. Uh, so we we made the decision that we wanted to be in the middle of the action of Manhattan. And when we lived in Brooklyn, it was often that we lived in Brooklyn and then we'd go into Manhattan. So I'd go into the office uh, in Manhattan or we'd go uh, to to a festival or you know parade or, or something that was going on in Manhattan on the weekends. And so we wanted to then you know be in Manhattan. And it may be a pride thing as well. You always hear, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. And I really think of Manhattan being that center of that. So maybe it was a little bit of pride, like, let's really make it here. If we're going to say we're going to come to New York City, let's go to Manhattan and let's show ourselves and show everybody else that we can really do this. All right. So we made the decision Mm -hmm. um, that we're going to live in Manhattan. Now, there are lots of neighborhoods, lots of areas in Manhattan. And while Manhattan is only, I think it's four miles wide and 12 miles long, uh, it's not that big of a space or an area. Island. It's a little. It's, it's an a island. Pretty small island. Yeah. Uh, in many ways, that millions of people are stacked on top of each other, and so we needed to pick a neighborhood that one was affordable because we needed to live on the same cost of living that we lived on in, in when we we're in Dallas, Texas, 
Um, and, and two, we, we had, a, we have a family and so we couldn't live in a studio apartment. Um, we needed something that would work for our family. Uh, and I think three schools had to factor into that significantly as well. Finding a neighborhood that had good schools for the girls. Yeah. Um, there's so many unique neighborhoods too. So it can feel overwhelming when you're looking at Manhattan because I mean, just every Every few blocks, there's a new neighborhood with a really unique identity. So if you're wanting to to move here, really take some time to research all the neighborhoods because the ones that we talk about are really great for us, but they may not have may not work for you. So really dig into all the neighborhoods and try to figure out um, who lives there, what really makes them unique. Um, but for us, one of the first neighborhoods that I looked into was Hudson Yards, and it's on the west side. And it's kind of an up-and-coming area. And so when you look online for apartments, you see a lot of apartments in Hudson Yards because there is a lot of availability over there. And they have the big windows and the um, really modern, cool apartments. And so that's one of the areas that we looked in. But we could quickly realize that because it's an up-and-coming area, um, there's a lot of construction over there. There, It's still growing. So for our family, since we had two little kids, it probably wasn't the best being around all that construction, the extra noise. Um, in a few years, that is going to be an awesome area. And it really, it's coming along quickly, but it just wasn't quite developed enough for what we were needing for our family. Yeah. So that, that was the first neighborhood. Uh, Katie, what, what was the second neighborhood that you, you looked at closely? So we also looked at Roosevelt Island, which a lot of people, um, I really didn't even know much about it before we started looking at neighborhoods, but it's this tiny, tiny island in between Manhattan and Queens. And if you don't know to look for it, you might skip over it. But it's a really quiet area, um, really unique. You can access it. There's a train that goes um, under the, the East River that you can access the island. You can also access it by tram, which is a really cool thing if you're visiting. Take the tram over. It gives you a really unique bird's eye view of um, Manhattan and, and Queens. And then you can also access it by car from Queens. And so we thought that might be a really good option. They've got um, great apartments over there that are very affordable. Um, so that is one area that we looked at as well. Yeah, now I really liked um, Roosevelt Island a lot for a couple of reasons. They, there's, they've got a really good school there that, that the kids could actually go through through middle school at the school, if I, if I remember correctly. That's right, and so yeah. that, that was very unique to Roosevelt Island. And then the other factor is Cornell uh, was putting in the tech center, their tech um, I, you know, I don't know what they call it, but but it was re- it's it's basically an extension of Cornell, and they're trying to make uh, Roosevelt Island kind of the tech hub of New York City, and so really interesting development. And as I'm very passionate and involved in technology, uh, that was very attractive to me because that would give me a place to work uh, right there on the same island. So it's kind of a little island next to the little island of Manhattan, and so you know really access. And the F train is what we lived off of in Brooklyn, so we knew the F train really well as well. So there, there was a, you know, a, a factor of, um, just familiarity, familiarity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with the F train and all the stops along the F train. And so some of those activities. So, so the Roosevelt Island was very attractive and it was a little more affordable, uh, but not, not totally, you know, I mean, it, it was not that much more affordable, uh, than some of the other areas in Manhattan. And so, so those are the two areas. Katie, what was the third area? So the third area was the East village and specifically Stytown. Um, there is 
a collection of apartments there that kind of make up their own neighborhood over there in, in the Lower East Side. And it's called Stytown. And they have, at the time, an apartment lottery, a housing lottery. And so if you're thinking about moving, this is this was a concept that was totally foreign to us, these housing lotteries. And what they'll do is they will put out um, guidelines and they'll say, if you are a family of four and you make under this amount of money, you can apply for this lottery. And each apartment is totally different. Um, some are new developments and they make a deal with the city to offer some housing at a lottery um, so that they can diversify who is being let in to these apartments. And there's a lot of reasons for it, but housing lotteries are something to look into. So we applied to the lottery in Stytown because we made under the amount for a family of four. And so we applied for it and um, didn't hear back. That's that's the only yeah. hard part is you apply and you don't hear back until they have something available. And so you don't know if they're going to call, when they're going to call. And so you just kind of wait and you hope that you get something. And if you don't, then you have to move on to something else. So it's a really cool area. Um, it has a lot of history. I mean, just a ton of history down there, really diverse, um, just a really cool area that we were looking into. Yeah, and and uh, you know, I'll, I'll dig into the lottery a little bit more. So I, I had actually heard about it on Pandora. There was like an advertisement for it, and so they there was a company, I guess, that was hired to run the lottery uh, for so Stuyvesant Town is what it's actually called, but everybody calls it Sty Town, and they mm-hmm. called it the Sty Town Lottery. And we we had actually fit into what what was basically the middle income lottery, uh, which was so we had to make less than a certain amount and more than a certain amount. Yeah. Um, and it was dependent on how many family members there were too. So it's a really unique factors that we fit into um, this, this I guess, these unique income uh, factors that would have qualified us for the, the mid-level lottery, however that you describe that. But here's, I think, for people that outside of New York City might be interested to know that if we won the lottery, we would win a two-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment. Sorry, I cut off there. So we would win a two-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment in Stytown, which, you know, I think generally goes for almost five thousand dollars a month. Uh, but if we won the lottery, we would get that apartment for thirty-five hundred dollars a month, which outside of New York City sounds like a lot of money for a two-bedroom apartment. But in New York City, in the East Village, it's a really great deal. It's it's a great neighborhood. And so we, we naturally applied uh, for an apartment uh, in that neighborhood. And I went uh, while I was here for a business trip uh, to visit the neighborhood just to check it out in detail. So Stytown is actually the biggest housing uh, development in Manhattan um, and, and really loved it. You know, So when I went to check it out, I, I really liked uh, the neighborhood. Uh, you saw a lot of families playing in the neighborhood. That, you know, it's known for the cool restaurants and uh, all the activity going on there in the East Village. So was a big fan. I was very interested in that neighborhood, um, and, and but as Katie shared, we we didn't know uh, and we hadn't been accepted into uh, accepted to the lottery before we moved. So that was really kind of the factor that uh, took Stytown or, or the East Village then out of out of our options. Yeah. So within, I had had some friends. Um, when I lived in Brooklyn before that lived on the Upper East Side, specifically in an area called Yorkville. And it's a little bit closer to the East River. And they all said, you've got to check out this area. There are lots of really affordable apartments here. 
for Manhattan. Yes. And um, but more than that, it's all families, and it's quiet, and you're right by the river. Um, it's actually right by the mayor's house, Gracie Mansion. And so in the parks over here, there's a lot of extra security because of that, because of the, the mayor's house being there. So it's very safe, very quiet, but you're still in Manhattan. So you're just, you're still in the middle of it without all the craziness. And that really appealed to us because with fa- with a family, with younger kids, you don't want them to be kept up at night by sirens and craziness. And you don't want to walk out your door and be bombarded every time you walk out your door and you've got to like put your guard up. You still want a nice neighborhood feeling. And as soon as we came up here to the Upper East Side, it was it was that feeling for us. And we really liked it. I love being close to the water. Um, growing up in the middle of Texas, I didn't realize that about myself. But being right here a block away from the East River and getting to walk along the river and, you know, just being so close has been really nice for us. Yeah. And we, I mean, we go down by the river on an almost daily basis, it seems, especially when the weather is nice. Um, and so, yeah, there, there were a lot of factors and uh, those, those that aren't familiar with the geography or the layout of Manhattan is basically the Upper East Side is everything south of Harlem, north of Midtown, east of Central Park. And so it's a big area. And then Yorkville then is on the far east and and kind of in the middle of those areas. One of the other big appealing factors, too, of this area is they just opened up the 2nd Avenue train. And so the Q train uh, extended then into our our neighborhood and into our area, which added a huge convenience factor that didn't exist um, in, in the past, in well, really in the past period. And so it's the first train that's opened uh, in like 50 years in Manhattan or something like that, I think you, you've said. And so uh, that that convenience factor of having a train right here in the neighborhood that goes right then into Midtown and, and lower Manhattan is, is a nice convenience. Yeah, and a new train at that. Like We have escalators that go down to the platform, which is new, and it smells... N- okay. It doesn't smell bad like the other um, subway stations. So that was really nice. It actually opened probably about two months, two to three months before we moved in. So it was really brand new as we were looking for apartments. So that was big for us. Yeah. It, it's, um, yeah. So there are a lot of factors on the Upper East Side. I think a lot of, there are different opinions about the Upper East Side. Uh, so some are right, some are wrong. Uh, there was actually, I guess, a Saturday Night Live skit recently about the Upper East Side, and and I think there there was that TV show that I didn't watch, but you watched Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl that mm-hmm. talked about the fancy Upper East Side. Um, you know, I think naturally, and and we're close to the Met over here. Uh, there are a lot of very nice neighborhoods, but but I would say overall, the perception in Manhattan is while the Upper East Side is nice, it's a it's a family neighborhood is probably what it's best known for. In, in Manhattan, am I, am I right? How would you describe yeah. the perception or uh, aspect of Upper East Side? Sure. Yeah, it definitely is a family area. And I think that the Saturday, Saturday Night Live skit and Gossip Girl are kind of a caricature of the Upper East Side. And there are definitely people who fit in to that category. Um, but there are just so many people who live up here. Um, that you can't put all of these people into one small box. And that's why we love it so much, because... Because it is diverse, and it is Manhattan, and it is exciting, but it also feels like a neighborhood. It, we really have gotten to know our neighbors really well. 
Um, and I will say we moved in and a week later we found out we got into the Stytown lottery. So, um, our timing was a little bit off, but, you know, looking back, I think that everything happens for a reason and we were meant to be up here. Um, it's nice to know that we could have gotten into Stytown, but I am really happy with how this turned out for our family. Yeah, I, I think practically, if we had won the lottery, I, I would have probably made the decision, or at least we would have discussed it, obviously, uh, to take the side town. It, it was such a good deal. I would have just felt like, man, and, and then you lock in that rate. We also got into a, a rent, it's not rent stabilized, but a rent preferred apartment, I think is what it's called. And so uh, they're not able to increase the rent on us too much every year. Uh, so so we really got into a great a great rent situation. So if I were to choose between this and Stytown, now that we've been here uh, for, for a couple of years, I, I would choose the Upper East Side in this neighborhood for us. Uh, I, I think, you know, there's some just factors of raising kids here. Uh, the Upper East Side doesn't really have very many offices here. Uh, it's it's a neighborhood uh, more more than anything else. There's not a bunch of nightclubs or bars. Uh, there are restaurants and there are activities and there are some bars and there's uh, different things. Uh, but it is really a place where people live. Where you know if you think about Midtown, it's it's a mix of residential and office space. Or you think about the East Village, a lot of restaurants and bars and uh, hotels so. too. Um, you think about up here, there really aren't a whole lot of hotels, and so there aren't a whole lot of tourists either. So that that plays a a factor in it as well, keeping it a little bit quieter, a little bit more familiar. Yeah. So that's the neighborhood we chose and why we chose it. And I'd say we're very happy. Uh, And and we uh, we have no plans on moving neighborhoods. Uh, There's definitely conversations we've had of, you know, maybe when the girls are out of the house, we might move to Greenwich Village or uh, some, some different neighborhoods that we really do enjoy in the city. But when it comes to raising our family uh, and locking in uh, the Upper East Side and this apartment in particular uh, in Yorkville is, is probably where we're going to be uh, for, for the next 10 years and beyond uh, as far as we can see. And, and we're very excited. And um, I think we make, made the right decision. Any Kitty, any other thoughts about choosing the Upper East Side? No, I love Manhattan and I love New York City, so I don't think that you can go totally wrong. Um, So I think no matter where we would have ended up, we would have been happy. Um, This one, obviously, we've just really settled into and learned to love. Um, Maybe if our price point was different, we may choose um, Soho or uh, Tribeca or something like that. They have some really cool areas in lower Manhattan that are that are fantastic. But we had a modest price point um, for Manhattan. And so that's just another reason that, that this area of the Upper East Side worked out well for us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, if you haven't already gone to comingtonewyorkcity.com, we hope you'll do that. Uh, get get access to Katie's resource, Top 10 Mistakes People Make When Visiting New York City. And check out all the other great resources there on the website. If you would, leave a review. Uh, share this podcast uh, with a friend. Um, and thank you so much for listening to the Coming to New York City podcast.